This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Thursday, February 2nd, and we're talking Brewers baseball today, as always, with our Brewers reporter, Adam McCalvey. Adam, thank you so much for the time. And, uh, Adam, there continues to be speculation about where Chris Carter is going to end up uh, next season. Lots of buzz that the big fella is going to be in Japan. Uh, What is the latest on the now former Brewer who led the league, lest we forget, in home runs last season with 41? Yeah, well, here, I'll start you with a great stat, Matt. And I wrote this, I've written it a couple times. Chris Carter was the first reigning league home run champion cut loose by his team. In his case, he was non-tendered by the Brewers, who instead of paying him, uh, they thought up to $11 million in arbitration. At 8 to $11 million was the probable number. They decided to sign Eric Thames, of course, for three years and 16. They thought that was a better use of the funds. Anyway, Chris Carter becomes the first reigning home run champ cut loose. The last or and only, as I know it, home run champ to not spend the next season in the major leagues was Ted Williams when he went off to World War II. Hmm. So we're talking about a very odd situation for Chris Carter, a guy who went through this whole ordeal last offseason when he was uh, non-tendered by the Astros after a down year. He had no idea he would be in this position this year. I think he thought, and a lot of people thought, he had really done everything the Brewers asked him to do, and he did. I mean, he, he, he hit 220 and hit a ton of home runs. That's that's what you expect out of Chris Carter. It's uh, very unfortunate for him. It must be very frustrating for him that he's in a position to even have to consider opportunities in Japan. But that's where he is. His agent is Dave Stewart, the former D-backs GM who went back to the agency business uh, after uh, being relieved of his duties there in Arizona. Uh, he's trying. Uh, the Rays have been mentioned. The Rangers have been mentioned. The Rays are probably the best bet if he's to stay here. But um, it sounds as if those opportunities are not there. A guaranteed job is not there that Chris Carter is at least willing to take that big bat over to Japan. Yeah, I mean, you, you feel for the guy because, you know, like you said, it, it's a guy that, you know, he did what he was expected to do, and that is, you know, hit for a low average, strike out a lot, and hit a ton of home runs. And that's exactly, you know, check, check, and check. He did all three of those things last year. And you feel for a guy that deserves a spot on a major league team. He may have to go overseas, which is by by no means a death a death sentence. There's plenty of great baseball in Japan, plenty of opportunities, but you're surprised at the same time that a major league club, at least as of yet, has not come calling for a guy that hit 40, 41 home runs in 2016. Adam, in your opinion, does this whole saga say more about Chris Carter himself, or does it perhaps say more about this current age of baseball and the way that we assess value when it comes to certain players? Definitely the latter. It is a change in Major League Baseball uh, from, for a little bit, their power, and particularly right-handed power, being a, a pretty valued commodity in the game, it seems, because it became suddenly a rare commodity, 
to now this wave of GMs, the Ivy League GM, the stat-driven general managers, and even the wave of managers right now, it seems everybody is talking about positional versatility. And I don't know if this is the Ben Zobrist effect or if this goes back earlier than that, but everybody's looking for Ben Zobrist-type players. The Brewers have one in Hernan Perez, uh, who stole 30 bases, had a really solid season at the plate, a switch hitter, can play literally all over the diamond. Uh, that's the kind of player Craig Council and David Stearns want on this Brewers team, and that's the kind of player other, other GMs and managers are looking for as well. So for a guy like Chris Carter, for players like Mark Trumbo, to some extent Encarnacion, Bautista, Mark Reynolds, all of these power hitters that you know we thought would be in pretty good position going into this winter in terms of finding a job, it's not turned out to be that way. I, I think it really represents a change in Major League Baseball about the type of player that uh, that teams are valuing. Yeah, I agree, and it's it's still stunning when you look at it on the surface without without diving too deep into the numbers and the and the stats and everything like that. That a guy who hit 41 home runs is still unemployed. It's just it's such a dramatic shift in thinking and philosophy and attitude as compared to even you know five ten years ago. But here's hoping that Chris Carter does find a major league home and uh, continues to uh, terrorize pitchers, at least in terms of the long ball uh, in 2017, because the guy certainly does deserve a shot somewhere. It's certainly not going to come, though, in Milwaukee. Speaking of a guy that's, uh, you know, Carter, a former Brewer, a guy that could become a future member of the crew, could be Matt Wieters. Uh, the free agent catcher is still out there. Somewhat surprisingly, a guy that's got uh, multiple all-star appearances on his resume. He was very good for many years with the, the Baltimore Orioles. He's by no means old. I believe he's uh, still only in his early 30s. But a report came out that it could be a fit between Wieters and between the crew. What is the latest, if anything, you're hearing about a possible union there? Well, Wieters is 30. He's a very good player. Um, he certainly would fit the Brewers, who parted with a longtime duo of Jonathan Lucroy and Martin Maldonado in a pair of trades. Lucroy in August to the Rangers and Maldonado to the Angels in December. So, yes, on paper, Wieters is a guy who could fit in Milwaukee. They have three unproven players, including Jet Bandy, a uh, guy they got from the Angels for Martin Maldonado, that they're going to take a look at in spring. Now, it, this one is a tricky one because everybody I talk to at Brewers on Deck, their fan fest just happened uh, earlier this week as we speak, said, no, that, that, it, it, they haven't shown a lot of interest to in him. Um, besides, you know, it, it's just a normal kind of checking in due diligence. And it would be a surprise to the officials that I spoke to if they signed him. So it's, it sounded to me like this could be uh, a case of an agent. In, the, in this case, it's Scott Boris, you know, sort of floating a team that, that makes sense on paper to help along a market that, that maybe isn't developing the way he wants to for a player. That happens all the time in baseball. But Ken Rosenthal, who is sage and wise and uh, above all else, uh, pointed out something that I did not think of. It makes tremendous sense to me that this is Scott Boris. And Scott Boris has worked with uh, Mark Atanasio, the Brewers' owner, in a direct fashion before on players. Kyle Loesch was one who signed a deal late in spring training, a big three-year deal. He has uh, worked with uh, Francisco Rodriguez directly with Mark Atanasio. There are examples of some contact there uh, that is that happening, is it not? I don't know. Mark Atanasio did not address that at on deck, and, and I'm, I'm sure he would not have if I had asked him anyway. Um, that is uh, just something to bear in mind, that this has happened before. 
that that Mark uh, has jumped on what he felt was a good opportunity late in camp and in working with Scott Boris. And Boris isn't the only one. It's happened with Matt Garza and his agents at CAA as well. Um, that's just something for us to kind of keep in the back of our mind as we move forward here. If Weeders remains on that market, uh, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that the Brewers would take a look. But just to get back to the, 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 where I began, you know, the, the, the front office people putting the team together, it, it did not sound to me like they are at this moment pushing very hard on that yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it would be a good fit on a, on a few different levels. But again, you know, there is some risk involved and a big reason why, you know, you mentioned the, the Boris part of the equation, which you cannot ignore. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, maybe he's a guy that does sign uh, late with the team and then 29 other teams come July are saying, man, that guy was out there. We could have had him, but Milwaukee jumped on it. Uh, stranger things have happened. We'll see how it all so, shakes and, out. And Matt, just to, not to jump on you there, sure. but, but that's a great thought as well because – uh, those 29 other teams could have him in July. If this works out and this is a short-term deal, um, you know, how, how, how many other players have, has David Stern split for prospects? And I'm sure this is another case where he could do it. And there's already been talk about it. We talked about it last week. The Brewers signed Neftali Feliz for one year. And, um, you know, it, it, are they going to look to flip him in July? I think that's a possibility as well. So that's another sort of uh, notch in the pro-Matt Weeders to Milwaukee column is that he could be trade bait later on. Yeah, he certainly could. He brought up the you know, the other names, you know, Feliz. You could throw, uh, you know, a guy like Jabba Chamberlain in, in there too. You know, stock up on these guys that have track records on one-year deals. And then considering where you might be at the trade deadline, you can flip them for some prospects and accelerate the rebuild. So we'll see if uh, Matt Weeders becomes the latest guy to kind of join that uh, lineage of guys that could come into the team and uh, pay dividends down the road in terms of some highly touted prospects. And, uh, Adam, to begin to wrap up here, uh, the team announcing that in mid-July they're going to celebrate the 35th anniversary, that's hard to believe, of the 1982 (laughs) American League champions. And, yes, I said American League for you younger fans out there. The Brewers, of course, now residing in the senior circuit. But it appears that some big names are going to be at Miller Park uh, that weekend, headlined, of course, by Robin Younts and friends. So how forward are you looking to this, uh, Mr. McKelvey? Well, look, I've been lucky enough in my gig to be around these guys before. I'm also, you know, at that time, I was a young Brewers fan myself. I've since been neutered of that fandom. Uh, when you get into this job, but uh, to be around those guys, um, they, they sort of slip right back into what you picture the clubhouse being at that time. They do that really quickly and easily. It was a unique group. A lot of players on that team have told me many stories about the characters on that club and just what a family it was. I, I mean, literally, they'd walk out into the parking lot after game and have a cold one with the fans sitting with their trunks open. It was a very unique relationship between a, a city and uh, a team that really uh, it's the, the blue collar on both sides of that and and it, and it worked and really you know the, the best example of that is I, I don't know of many examples of losing World Series teams getting ticker tape parades down Main Street uh, that's what the Brewers got in 82 when they came back home uh, they had thousands of fans waiting for them at, at Mitchell Airport and then they did a kind of a parade up Wisconsin Avenue to County Stadium where Rodney Young took his famous lap around the warning track on a motorcycle. Hmm. Uh, it was a very special team. You know, the Brewers keep celebrating it. Uh, I, don't, I don't blame them. Um, 
I know they would love to celebrate something more recent as well. Uh, they almost got there in 2011, and that team will at some point be celebrated as well. But I know they'd love to hang another banner up, and, and uh, I think the, the members of that 82 club would welcome that as well, have a little company in, in the history of this franchise. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't mind, but for now to be celebrated again on another you know, round number, I guess, uh, this being 35 years since uh, they won the AL pennant, certainly not a bad thing, and it's going to be a fun weekend at Miller Park in mid-July when uh, the old crew, if you will, is back together once again. A good place to wrap this one up. Adam McKelvey, our Brewers reporter, will do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, it's Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.